Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As I was saying, <clears throat> there is something that hinders our worship with the Lord, a relationship with the Lord that could be your performance mentality, that could be a poverty mentality. I noticed when people from abroad came to minister, they had a freedom which we didn't have. And it is not because of the lack of teaching about freedom. It is spiritual. For example, even today, when you come here, all your faces are gloomy. Why? Is Christ dead or is he alive? And this is the truth. Because if he's alive, there ought to be a difference in our life instead of being gloomy. And complaining all the time, even about men of God. Sometimes you want prayer when all you need is a relationship with the Lord. But I oblige you. I say, okay, I'll pray. It came to a point where I'm doing things which I know I will never do before. And, I, and the Lord spoke to me and said, it's because they don't have a relationship with them. With them. That makes a difference. I'm not telling that you don't need prayer. I'm, I'm saying, what is the difference? I'm not a man of God put to be put on a pedestal. And do you understand? Yes, there may be a difference when the church prays in your life. That's all different. But do you understand? To depend on that. is wrong. And as we are studying about our heart, there are things in our heart that are frankly wrong and they deceive us. And these are the things which weigh us down from having a relationship with them. These are the things that make Sunday a ritual Oh, you have to go to church because it's Sunday. Otherwise, God will not be hang, will be happy. God will not be happy. Maybe he'll strike you down with a thunderbolt. Because after all, he's sitting with loads of thunderbolts to strike you down, yes? Get off this boat. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. And without Christ, we are nothing. Understand this. 
because this is pride in the form of self pity or performance or whatever you think you can reach to god's level with what you do or with your mentality you think god cares for you if you think you are feeling sorry for yourself i mean god i think that is the way to attract god god cares for you more if you hurt yourself you're crazy if you hurt yourself don't do that without christ we are nothing go to 2 corinthians 5 14 to 21 and verse 21 is what saved me from out of the darkness into his marvelous light now i want to read this to you because the truth will set you free maybe you have read all this before maybe you know this by heart maybe you know this in several different translations maybe you know this in different languages but has it changed you and me that is what a relationship is all about it is for the love of christ compels us because we judge us that if one died for all then all died that means you with your past is dead in christ yes and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again is this true in our life are we living for him or are we living for ourselves is it our agenda or are we seeking his will i'm not telling you if you are in 12th grade not, not to seek or your future out no find out what god has planned for you and he'll open that door finances never a problem but are you living for yourself or are you living for him if you're going to live for yourself you will get burnt out this is a fact and some of you are going through that because you don't have a relationship you have all kind of prayers more prayers than the pastors verse 16 says therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even though we have known Christ according to the flesh yet now we know him thus no longer it's not in the flesh anymore that means it's not in your efforts or in your self it's spiritual get that through to your mind therefore verse 17 if anyone is in christ he is a new what creation all old things have passed away behold all things have become new your past is what passed away i went to a bookstore or i was looking for a bookstore a couple of years ago when they had where they had lots of old books but the neighbors told me the owners the owner has passed away what does that mean 
he's dead. He's no longer there. And the bookstore is no more there. Just like that, your past is no longer there. You are a new creation in whom? Yeah, it's all good to say you are in Christ. But are you living for Christ? Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing the trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That means what? God doesn't blame you or impute your trespasses to you. Starting with the garden and the fall of man and ending with your death. God doesn't impute your trespasses to you, meaning you're no longer responsible because of whom? Because of Jesus. Without Jesus, you're nothing. And committed to us the word of reconciliation. That is something we ought to preach. And if you are not reconciled with God, what will you preach? Nonsense? People don't want to hear nonsense. They want to hear the truth. That sets them free. What will you preach? Verse 20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Look at me. An ambassador of a nation does the will of the nation. He doesn't do what he wants. He does what the nation, nation's policy is on the matter. doesn't matter what he thinks of it. And it's a nation's job to protect him according to that nation's strength on that policy. Do you understand that? So an ambassador should be able to say freely what he ought to say according to the will of the nation. Just like that, we are ambassadors for Christ. Christ means what? The one God has sent. It's not Jesus' last name. Messiah. We are ambassadors for the Messiah. That means we are little messiahs. That is hard for us to understand. Because we don't live for him. the Messiah to be. We, instead of that, we have our agenda, but to make us feel good and make everybody else at peace, we say, oh, this is the will of God in our life. Are we living for Him? I got news for you. If you're going to live for Him, you're going to make mistakes. Because I made plenty of mistakes, but I live for Him. And He corrects me and guides me. When he tells me to go right, I have gone left. But because my heart is in the right place, he has guided me. 
all things work out to the good of those who love Christ Jesus who are what called according to his purpose Romans 8:28 yes I read again verse 20 now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God was pleading through us we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God this is what i am telling you i am begging you be reconciled to god have a relationship with him be reconciled to him to god our father instead of all this nonsense and things that you think that pleases god without faith is it is impossible to please him And some of you have lost the simplicity in Christ. You think more advanced learning will get you closer to him? May reward you intellect. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that is not what pleases him. Faith is what pleases him. That with faith is something else. Is a powerful weapon in the hands of the Lord. Just like when you play an instrument it says play skillfully. In the first ministry that I went to the keyboard player did not even know what a keyboard was. He if you ask him what chord is playing he doesn't know. He just plays and puts his finger. Hopefully that is the right chord with the right patch. So you had songs like all to Jesus I surrender and the pastor go all to Jesus I surrender you have to surrender when the keyboard is going and he's playing random chords he doesn't know what he's doing he's just putting his hand So when somebody who actually knows the keyboard chords came and played their chords there was a difference the anointing took us to another level it was to a point where i could not sit still because my hands were trembling and i told the pastor i need to play the guitar i don't care what you say i need to play the guitar so that's what the lord told me go get your guitar and that is how my ministry to the lord started and i started playing and people in the church said don't play like this don't play like this why because i was just playing and the pastor told them get away from him let him play as the lord tells and somebody took a video of that why because there's freedom in christ do you understand So there are varying degrees. We think we're all together lovely. All together good but Christ sets us free from our false assumptions. Be reconciled to God. And verse 29 says, "For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us 
that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. That means we are nothing without Him. God did everything. And all we have to do is by faith to receive it. And this is what we are learning about. The deception in our heart tells us we have to we have to do something to please God. Earlier, I think maybe five, six, seven years ago, I told you that. The book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to Ephesians, is our battle manual. And I remember writing down the forty Ds. What that is, I'll go through right now, as the Lord leads, because we need to understand first and foremost that we are nothing without Christ. And in Christ, we are called to wage a battle, a warfare. That is not outwardly, because all those things Christ has won. He said on the cross, "I am finished," or it is finished. He said, "It is finished." What should be done should be done inwardly, whether it be pride or self-worth or whatever. Be right before God. This is what we need to understand. This is what the teaching about our heart and its deceptiveness is all about. Without that, all it will become is intellect. If we don't change, if the word doesn't change us, is that clear? As I was saying, we are nothing without Christ, because in Him we live and we move. Yes. Go to Acts seventeen twenty-eight. For in Him we live and move, and have our being. And also, some of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. This is Paul explaining what he has seen. But in him, in God, we live and move and have our being. Do we live for Christ, or are we living for our agenda? Don't give me an answer. I will know. When you come here. To praise him, if you're living for yourself, you'll have your own agenda. If you really love him, I don't have to be a cheerleader. You will praise him because in him we have redemption. Go to Ephesians one seven. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. According to 
the riches of his grace why are our sins forgiven according to what we have done or because of the riches of his grace grace is unmerited favor we didn't merit it we didn't deserve it while we were sinners he died for us yes and his blood speaks for us that is why we have the holy communion the new covenant yes because without him we are nothing without christ because in him we have an inheritance psalm 16 speaks about our inheritance being god but go to ephesians 1:11 is it in him we have obtained an inheritance being predestined predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will whose will that is what i'm saying he is in control if you submit to his will all things work out to the good of those who love christ jesus who call according to his purpose there is a difference you can't just say oh this is his will if a coconut falls to the ground do you understand yes because we have an inheritance in him inheritance means what what is his belongs to us so why are you so mournful in him you were sealed that means what when you seal a letter that means only the rightful person can open it yes go to ephesians 1:13 this in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise here in lies the problem says in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth have you really heard the word of truth i'm not talking about what has been preached to you have you really listened to the word of truth has it really set you free or are you following rituals guided relationships you have guided tours yeah they'll show you what they want Christ is not a guided tour. That's mine, no? The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the good news of your salvation. How many of you are even bothered with that? Oh, that will happen only when you die. Keep your heart on the things above, not on the things below, yes? Yes. the good news of your salvation the helmet of what salvation get your focus and your priorities right the good news of your salvation the news that sets you free the word of truth in whom you in whom also having believed what you what must you do believe 
And do you really believe? If you do believe, then you won't be in the trouble you are in. Because the Bible says, catch your burdens to him. The Bible is full of promises and all the promises of God are yes and amen in whom? In Christ. Do you really believe? Do you believe in Christ? Do you believe your sin is taken away? And if you do that, then you will be sealed with the Holy Spirit of what? Promise. Do you understand? That Holy Spirit, He will help you overcome whatever you face. Because without Christ, you're nothing. You can remain nothing. We read about a donkey. Why do we read about a donkey? Not Balaam's donkey. The donkey that Christ rode in. A colt, yes. Why? Because Christ rode in him. Otherwise, there were many, many colts and doggies in that land at that time. Not because of anything else, but because of Christ that we know of Him. In Him, you are built together. Go to Ephesians 2.22 In Him, you also are being built together for the dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now look at me. The wall behind you If it was not uniform, if it had differences, will it be a wall that divides this room from the next? You will call the mason and say, what did you do? Do you have differences among yourself? Or are you being built together? When a person came to this church a long time ago, I asked him, why are you leaving your old church? He said, there are lots and lots of politics in the old church. And I said, it is guaranteed that if you complain about politics being in the old church in six months to a year you'll complain about politics in this church and knowing me I'll probably kick you out we are being built together nobody is perfect not even your pastors but we are perfected in Christ who strengthens us but we are being built together is that clear in him we have boldness there are a lot of things that are there but i'm just highlighting a few things go to ephesians 3:12 remember i was i talked earlier about ephesians it being a battle manual so in him in ephesians 3:12 in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him 
greatest boldness is to approach God. Because in the Old Testament, this boldness is deceitful. If God was not in you, and you approach Him, you will die. You read about people who have died. For example, the guy who reached out and straightened out the ark. What did he do? Get his altar all dropped dead. You understand? But we have boldness to approach Him. That is the basis of this relationship that we have in Christ. We are nothing without Christ. I could go on. But this has to be real to you. If it's not real, you listen to everything that I say, you'll say, yes, Pastor. And you will go home with knowledge in your head and nothing in your heart. And it will not change you. Do you understand? Earlier, in 2016, I taught you about the book of Ephesians and I taught you from them, from that book. So, the Lord has led me to go through that again because we are learning about our heart. Not only how deceitful it was in the old nature, but He has given us a new heart. Do you understand? So we need to understand how our heart, whole heart is deceitful and the victory we have in Christ who is a new covenant with us and given us a new heart. We therefore stand fast in the victory for which Christ has won for us. In Galatians 5.1 it says, to understand. And that is why this is not just knowledge. It should change our lives. Go to Ephesians 4.1. Ephesians 4.1. We are talking about the things in Ephesians, which I call the 40 Ds. And as the Lord leads, we'll go through some of them. Is walk worthy of the calling with which you were called? Yes. Ephesians 4, 1 says, Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Listen. If you don't know your purpose, why you were created, how can you walk worthy of your calling? Like it, I was telling somebody, if you're created to be a steering wheel and you think you are the front wheel, how can you walk worthy of your calling? How can you lead a purpose-filled life? Walk worthy of your calling. Do you know your calling in Christ? I say that because 
in my life, certain things are changing. Certain callings are being revealed. Do you understand? Certain things, I'm not, I'm not saying the calling has changed, no. Certain things are more clear now of what I have to do. But to get there, I must step forward by faith. The question is, are you doing the same? If not, when I step forward by faith in Christ, when my sails are being hoisted, don't get left behind. Do you understand? I'm not saying that you will be left behind. I'm saying don't get left behind. Walk by faith. Remember, I'm not forcing you to be on this journey with me. It is up to you to find your peace with God on this. No longer walk as the rest of Gentiles do. Meaning there ought to be a difference. You're not mere men and women. No longer walk as the rest of Gentiles. Go to Ephesians 4.17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. That means we walk by faith and not by sight. So don't walk by the futility that your mind produces, the nonsense that is there. Oh, I'm not happy because my father and my mother said this and that. Do they hold the keys of your happiness? Or does Christ hold the keys of your happiness? I don't know. Don't answer. Because if you say that you're bothered by that, you, what your parents tell you, then they hold the keys, not Christ. I was watching an interview yesterday of a musician. This interview happened in 85 or so, something. And he was talking about his childhood at the time of the interview. He was maybe near his 70s. So his childhood it is... I mean, we're talking something that happened maybe even 60 years from 1985. So that means 100 years ago now, yeah? So he was talking about how he overheard his father telling his pastor and his wife about how his father wanted six boys which includes him, yes. And then he had, at that time, they had a lot of children. So he had six uh, or eight or nine siblings, six boys and three girls. He wanted six boys, but he can't consider this person as a boy because he is such a disappointment. This person was maybe six or seven at that time. 
you understand and this bothered him for the rest of his life his father was saying in all honesty i said i wanted six boys but i can't consider him a boy he's not a man that i that i, that I think he ought to be you understand so he basically this 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 person and ended up being a showman um had a couple of hit songs in the 50s do you understand i'm talking 1950s and then he found christ in christ in christianity that really set him free and he was reconciled to his father before his father died where is your values system no longer walk as the rest of gentiles do do you understand for that it requires something known as faith because it's not there in your senses because the gentiles walk in you walk in their senses but you walk by faith not by sight yes go to ephesians 4:11 to 16 and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine but the trickery of man in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share and causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love here actually there are a lot of truths i'm looking at my watch because for me to explain that itself it's a session remember earlier i spoke about you being built together here it says growth of the body the body is not just you alone but all of us together that means if we don't grow the body doesn't grow does it maybe just the head grows and not the arm what is that deformed or maybe outwardly everything is glorious but inwardly nothing works what is that retarded maybe slow from whom the whole body joined and knit together by 
by what? Every joint supplies. We work to give, not to live. Here, all I'm doing is giving you the word. Long time ago, I think it was 2016 or 2017, I said to you, I remember this clearly, I was in the hall. If something were to happen to me, and I require your prayers, can I depend on you? Don't answer me. Do you understand? I do not know if you remember this, but I ask this question. There is no difference between you and me. But I'm just walking according to my calling in Christ. He himself gave some to be apostles, some what? Prophets, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry and for edifying the body of Christ. Two different things. Here, I'm, there's a point to all this. And maybe I'll end with that because, I, because there's a lot to teach on this. It's worse that until we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. This bothered me. That we should no longer be what? Children. Because Jesus said, come like children. That is not what it's talking about. Children, when Jesus is saying that, have faith in him. Children are not worried whether the whether the father got overtime pay for them to have lunch, yes? But here, it's talking about being tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. See, as you know, I'm learning, I say learning again, because I'm learning to play the guitar again. And there is a processor that I need. And I watch many reviews. And like the word of God says, I was being tossed to and fro. When I watch this review, I want this. When I watch this review, I want that. And that is not this. I was being tossed to and fro. So then I check, is this available? Is this available? Is this, how much is this? Then should I step forward by faith? All good things I'm doing. But what is that? I'm being tossed to and fro instead of seeking the will of the Lord on this matter. So I spoke to somebody. I said, this is what's happening. My heart is one way, but the truth is another way. Pray. That I'll stick with the will of the Lord, yes? By the trickery of men. In YouTube, you find a lot of trickery, especially when it comes to processes. 
because they're being paid to sell the processor to you so these are all nice things but when you look into that god has given me intellect yes for example i was studying about a processor everything was good but then i studied more and now lord was leading to certain aspects because it was a dig- digital processor so anything di- di- digital will involve a conversion from analog to digital and then a reconversion after processing from digital to analog that takes time and that time is measured in what is known as lat- latency so a processor can boast everything but if it has a high enough latency when you plug the string you will hear the note maybe next week do you understand so like that the lord has been teaching me and because then i depended on him the lord guide me to the truth in in the inward being which was the simplicity in Christ now i think i know but i'm still praying but i'm not being tossed to and fro i still listen to what people have to say about it but then you know when somebody says something i have a witness of the lord saying this is the truth i'm talking about the processor do you understand so it says no longer be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may corrupt in all things into him who is the head who is that christ and i come back without christ we are not you understand in all aspects of our life let him be the lord and he will guide us when my children want to go out they ask not whether i give permission or not who am i to do that i check with the lord if i have peace and then i tell them okay i have peace with this go If I don't have peace, I don't have peace. It's not my mind. Do you understand? Now, do I make a mistake? Of course. I, do you understand? I've been known to make mistakes every once in a while. But not like you, yeah? No, I'm just kidding. But do you understand? I'm not afraid of making a mistake. I know the Lord is able to correct and guide me. for example someone was supposed to visit me over the weekend but i was not completely at peace but because i thought okay they are visiting me it's okay but their father or his father had covid and the night before i mean the day before he was supposed to visit 
had to call him up because I knew spoke about this thing right after our family prayer and I realized okay this is not the will of God so I called him up and I said I have no choice but to say no do you want to understand it was painful because I already said yes to him I may have made a mistake in that in fact I know that I made a mistake in saying yes if I had been more sensitive the Lord would have said no don't because what happened yesterday for example there were a lot of things if he had showed up I would have not given him the full attention not only that it would have affected my health also because I was supposed to be under bed rest do you understand and after I said no then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding got in my heart there was a peace of God in that he his wife and his children may not have been happy but I can't help his unhappiness because I have to do the will of God in this matter do you understand but what i normally do is when i offend somebody i tend to stay away from that person plus i don't do that continue your conversation with him because i'm not afraid of the faults that i have i may have made a mistake and he himself said i told you this before i made a mis- made a decision about this but you insisted on me coming over do you understand if i listen to that do you understand maybe do you understand but i'm taking so much medication now as i told the doctor when he prescribed another antibiotic i said i don't need i wanted to say i don't need another related in my life because i'm already i have already have an antibiotic here and an uncle biotic here and a cousin probiotic here and on top of that he's giving me another anti but knowing him and me and i still just look at me like huh probably he'll prescribe something for that also yeah because i'm taking a bucket load of medicine maybe that is what is affecting me but i am not afraid of the mistakes and neither should you be because if the moment i start being afraid of that is when i start depending on my performance to be accepted by god early today as soon as we started worship i got a message from my brother-in-law saying ask anu to call I sent a reply saying okay after the service she will call normally i don't even see the message for church i don't let anything bother me but the lord spoke to me said speak to her and tell her to call him and she did that in between songs do you understand i'm not afraid to make a mistake and neither should you be because it's based on a relationship with our father in heaven 
And in our unfaithfulness, he remains faithful. Don't be afraid of him. We have boldness to come boldly. And approach his throne of what? Grace. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, listen to this recording one more time. Do you understand? And we'll continue studying about this. Remember, this is not for your intellect. It is for your knowledge, for the truth to set you truly free. Amen? Let's all stand up. If you have not accepted the salvation only through Jesus Christ, maybe you don't know Maybe you think you do, but don't think that this concerns you. Guard your heart, renew your mind, for under the sun there is nothing new. Proclaim throughout the ages and retold now, so that on Judgment Day you need not be ashamed or stand surprised. In the beginning, back when God created everything, it was good. All creation and man was king. God warned man about disobedience and the sin that follows. But the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil made it solo. This fall led to the flood of Noah in Eden to the Tower of Babel, where God delegated His care for nations and instead chose Israel. The devil influenced man to more evil, leading to Sodom and Gomorrah. Finally, to understand sin and his standards, God gave us to restore all things, God gave His only begotten Son, Jesus the Messiah. On the cross, for I had seen, Jesus Christ died, rising again on the third day. He fulfilled all laws, obligations, and reconciled us to God. Our Father, return he will to judge, to renew, and to hand over the kingdom to God, his Father. In a heartbeat, this is what I preach. In a nutshell, this is what I teach. The song remains the same, that to your ears, this good news must reach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. To understand his love, the peace he alone can give, our Lord Jesus calls us to know the path he has paved. As the Holy Spirit guides us to realize what is true, I explain God's grace 
through the Holy Bible, His plan to make our lives new.